You are now tuned in, in to, to episode, episode 15 of Free Game That nigga can't read the script, right. the teleprompter, no right? So for the next 20, 30 minutes, we finna run through a bunch of questions that y'all sent in. If you want to send more questions, there's a link in our bio. We there's take questions about anything. If you need a direct consultation with one of the greatest consultors in the world, <laughs> there's a link there. Queen of Let's get to it. This first one is from at Pre-Roll Ed Co. Do you listen to any artists other than yourself? If so, do you think their music influences your own sound? Of course I listen to artists other than <laughs> myself. I'm not psycho. Um, and yeah, I'm influenced by everything I hear, see, witness, experience. Everything influences me. The world. Right. The world is my oyster. I don't like oysters. Me either. I don't know why that's a saying, because oysters are gross. This is from... A great human named London. What's the secret to the algorithm? You are the algorithm. You're the secret to the algorithm. <laughs> so what that means is when you don't post regularly, when you don't feed the platform, the, the platform does not feed you. It doesn't feed your content out to more people. Mm -hmm. it, the, the platform wants people to spend the most amount of time on there as possible. And so they need content creators to keep people engaged on their platform. So if you're a content creator who rarely puts out content, the platform is like, okay, well, I'm not going to prioritize your content because you don't make a lot of it. You're not keeping people engaged on the platform. But the more you put on there, the more information you give to the platform and the better they can serve you. You, you gotta, are the algorithm. You, you got to give if you want to get. <laughs> you you got to give if you want to get. This is from Jetanisha. Jetanisha. At Just Call Me Judy. Call That's Judy. much better. Judy. <laughs> did Tieta know about recording and video editing before she came into your life, or did she learn because she seen something inside you? <laughs> did I see inside of you? No, I actually went to school for film and media, and um, I had a lot of experience with videography before I met him. So that's why I was able to help a lot. But I taught her a bunch of shit. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Cece. What are the first five things you needed to start your own business and advertisements? You should answer that. And advertisements? Oh, and advertisements. Oh, and you thought I said in. I thought you said in. <laughs> what are the first five things you needed to start your own business and advertisements? The first five things I needed? To register your business, probably. To start your want. business? Your own business. <laughs> but that's not really how I started. I don't know if you're saying. In advertisements. Well, what were the first five things you needed to, to start, start your business? To start my business? Well, I'm a musician, so I needed a studio so I can make music. Um... I needed a camera so I can make content. Um, I needed great people around me to help. I needed a job so I could make money or some form of capital. And so then um, I no. needed, no, that was four. Oh. And then I needed to be consistent. Mm. Yeah. All right. We don't know what you meant by and advertisements, yeah. but if you want to submit another question, we'll answer it. <laughs> this is from, oh, this is for you. So yeah. sorry, bud. <laughs> this is from Phases of My Journey. How did you connect and build community around your brand in the very beginning? Um, I never tried to do it intentionally. I was just home, so my focus was always home. I helped the people around me. 
Um, everybody that I found in my home or in my area that I enjoyed their shit, I helped or I brought them in to assist me and I just became of service. I just was of service to everyone around me and that naturally builds community. Thanks. This is from Z Zantana. I'm an independent artist. I want to show my, I want to start my own shows instead of waiting for a deal thanks to you. My question is, as a new artist, how do I find venues or even know if I'm being overpriced? Um, Indie on the Move is a great place to start to find venues that um, might fit like your cap or your range and everything. I'm not sure what they meant by overpriced. So you know how sometimes these venues will say, oh, we're to the, the, the venues that, you, <laughs> you know, the insurance. big companies own, they'll, <laughs> right. they'll overtax you. So what I've found, come to find out is like a uh, Polestar is a great resource because Polestar will show you previous show data. So if you go on Polestar, you could type in a venue name and you could see all the previous shows, how many tickets were sold and what was gross there, right? Mm -hmm. So then you could go and create a projection of what you think it should be worth. To me personally, I'm usually not willing to pay no more than $7 per person. Right. And that's even high for me. I really try to get between three to five, meaning if the venue can hold a thousand people, I'm not trying to pay no more than seven thousand dollars. Right. Some will go all the way up to 10 per and you're paying 10,000 or 12. But with me, really, it's like, bro, I'm not trying to pay no more than seven dollars per person. And I really try to keep it between three and five, because with these venues, like especially with me, they're just providing space. Right. People will come to a park if I'm outside. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not paying because you're this premier venue and all that shit. Like I don't think that's applicable. We bring venues to business. They mm -hmm. sell alcohol that day because we're there. Right. I brought a thousand people in. They sell parking because I'm there. I brought a thousand people here to buy parking tickets, etc., snacks, all that shit. So we really gotta money. stop getting fucked. You feel me? So I try what? not to pay no doubt no more than three to seven per person. They make money from you renting the venue and for you bringing the people there. They double dip it. They double dip it. Right. And they're only profiting <laughs> that night because you're there. Right. Like there, if a thousand people are buying drinks, it's because La Russell is outside. <laughs> La Russell's here. You He's been a so, so yeah, <laughs> I, I say three to seven. But when you're new, that varies, right? You gotta be. When you're new, it's a bit riskier for venues. They don't know right. if you're bringing this many people out. But once you get to the point where your draw is certain and you can go anywhere, they got to stop playing with you. Yeah, and, and they shouldn't be playing with you. It should be a partnership. It should be in tandem. If we could all make money together, great. But some of them will try to, you know, they'll stick you where they can. Right. And I think that's also why it's really important to be realistic about what your draw is. Because right. the last thing you want to do is rent out a 500 cap venue and you bring out 100 people and that venue is not going to want to book you again. Yep. They're not going to want like don't, you, you don't wasted the wishful. space. Yeah. Don't be wishful. It's better to sell out and have to go back than to not hit the number and then now that venue is not really fucking with you. Right. <laughs> so just be realistic about your numbers. And you 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 ended up in the red that night because you were you, you wanted to be big. Yeah. Just yeah, be realistic. And, and, and sometimes too, when you do your first booking, you might have to overpay. 
mm-hmm. just for them to see what's going on. Yeah. And then at every show after that, you ain't never got to worry about a thing. Right. You feel me? Sometimes you just have to prove, you know, what you what you're about. So it's possible. But for me, three to seven dollars out of per person. Sometimes you got to get to 10 when you start getting up to the big boy venues, but everything should be negotiable. It's yeah. really important to even try to find venues that have a staff that fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Like we, I try to really look out for the booking because it's like, okay, these are people who actually fuck with me versus the people who are just like, well, we'll rent to them, you know? Well, we'll rent to them. Right. <laughs> he keeps bringing up Polestar too, and I think it's really important for you guys to know what Polestar is because we kind of just found out about it. And you should be inputting your data after you do shows into Polestar because when people go to book you, they're going to look at that data and it's going to tell them what type of draw you have, what type of profit you bring in and it's all these other numbers. What kind of offer yeah, and it's going to tell them what kind of offer to give you. So if you're an artist who has already been doing shows and you don't have data in Polestar and you're like, why are these bookers like way undervaluing me? It's probably right. just because they don't know what they to offer you because no you haven't put that data in there. Jeez. <laughs> go sign up for Polestar today. Yeah. Go sign up for Indie on the Move today. Those, yeah. are, those are definitely if you're booking your own shows, even if you're not booking your own shows, it, it helps to know what's yeah. going on. It helps to have that data. I think it's on you. Come on. This is from <laughs> at the real underscore KC Black. Come on. Should you wait for inspection when you make music or just write consistently no matter the circumstance? Inspection. Inspection. Who's inspecting it? Inspect. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know what you mean. Uh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> but if you want to send in another question, please do so. What do you mean by should you wait for inspection? Inspection. It's an interesting word. This is from T. Marley. When you do live performance and distribute it, for example, I heard him say live performance. Since that song has been done before, is it because it's stripped down to just piano? You're able to monetize off of it. That is, well, yeah, because yeah. you didn't copy the beat in literally yeah. the so song. <laughs> every version of a song is a new type of song, mm-hmm. right? It has a new ISRC. You can register pub differently because the original one may have a producer and the new one may just be you and a pianist. He mm-hmm. has pub for that. You and a guitarist, he has pub for that. So every version of a song is a new one. So you have to, everything that you did to register the first song, you got to do it for this one. And you always <laughs> want them on DSPs because someone may love just the piano version of the song. They don't want to listen to the regular version no more. And if they can only watch it on YouTube, you're missing out on a ton of money because people like to just stream shit on their way to work. I found so many songs like on Colors. I just listen to the color versions of songs. I haven't even ever heard the real version of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's very important. If you make a new version of your song, put that shit out there. And just do it when you, just do it all in sync. Do everything at the same time. You're going to upload it to YouTube, just upload it to DSPs at the same time. Right. Because we didn't do that at first, and we're still uploading. We had to catch up, right? right? <laughs> you don't, you only have do to catch up if you fall behind. Just right. do it all at once. You only have to catch up if you fall behind. <laughs> I think it's you. Dang, this is from at K2 Times. Huh? We haven't shot a free game Friday. You happy to be back? Yeah. This is from at <laughs> K2 Times. If you had to restart from square one, what's the first three things you would do? That was a great question. If I had to restart from square one, the first thing I would do is make a ton of content. Probably about like 15, 20 pieces. Well, I guess I'd make 20 songs first. Or I, if I had to start from square one, let's just do breaking an artist, right? When I find an artist I love, I usually sit them down and we make like a five to seven song EP. 
Out of that five songs, I'm going to make at least three pieces of content for each song. That's 15 pieces. I'm going to schedule those 15 out. Whichever ones go more, I'm going to run ads behind them. And I'll start that at like $15 to $25 a day. So that shit just keeps building. If I can get them to break through and get enough base, I'll sell some merch. And then I'll rinse and repeat. Keep doing that process until it comes time where they could do a show and they could sell tickets. Then I'll add a show in there, rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. Do another project, do the same exact play, add something else, rinse and repeat. Yep. Simple as that. Easy process. And all of that money that you're bringing in from whatever, from all that work that you did, you should be reinvesting in reinvest. your product. You should either, reinvest either, in mics and camera gear mm -hmm. and all the works. <laughs> Everything you have, you should be improving. Not only yourself, but your equipment as well. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that old ass camera. Get you something new so everything look crispy. Like when you scrolling through the timeline and everybody else posting from their phones or posting at 1080 and then you hit them with some... <laughs> Some of that shit that's like, nigga, what is this? It changes everything. You know the difference when you see some 6 and 8K content. Yeah. Some feel different. You feel me? Yeah. So definitely reinvest all your profits. Reinvest it into things that's going to make you more money by running ads so people stream your shit, selling merch because that brings you more profit. But yeah, reinvest all your profit, especially early. Especially early. Okay. This is from the pastor JVL. What's your crew's salary for live shows? <laughs> None of us have a salary. <laughs> None of us have a, a salary. salary? What do y'all think we live yeah, in? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do salary. Uh, when we come across paper, everybody just touch some paper. <laughs> a salary could actually be possibly limiting in this situation because right. I'm a giver like nigga yeah so no we don't have salaries everybody just work like we love what we do here and we all know uh, that we working towards the same goal and we're all taken care of and, and we're good and right now we're early so we all comfortable and straight right now Sheesh. you can only imagine <laughs> <laughs> nobody's worried about a salary when you're worried about getting bigger and reinvesting into right. the company. None of us are, are concerned about money. We've all been working here for absolutely free for so right. long, just building like that, that that's <laughs> never really an issue, right? And, and the more money we come across, the more we all just get. <laughs> I've been broke before. Right? <laughs> this is from at one underscore just chase. Do you think what you're doing can be done by a producer as well? Um, yeah. I don't know which aspect you're talking about specifically, but I think everything I do works for all artists, works for all businesses, not even just artists. So a producer falls under a business or an artist. So yes, my model, everything I do works. If you do proud to pay beats, you're going to make money. If you shoot content for your production, you're going to make money. You build a brand, like you could sell merch as a producer. Tope got some shit coming. Hey, Tope got some shit so coming. It's like, uh, and it's all hard. of it, every, <laughs> everything I've laid in terms of blueprint works for any business that you're doing. Any business. Come on. Oh, uh, can you give us a five minute murmur? Yeah, cool. How important is spending money on features from notable artists? Completely unimportant. And here is why. <laughs> I'll tell you the real reason. First of all, when you're paying for a feature, that, and this is so funny. I actually saw JR break this down the other day, and I was like, that is like a really great piece of advice. When you get a feature from a notable artist, their fan base does not get notified that that song dropped. They do not, you don't earn any of that notable artist fans. 
your fans to see that you did a feature with them. Unless. Unless you add them as a primary artist. And even then, when you do a right. feature with a notable artist, let's say you guys both get primary artists and you do get out to all of those fans, your like rap game or whatever whatever area you're in, it needs to be up to par. And that mm -hmm. artist needs to blend well with you. They need to have a fan base that actually would enjoy the kind of music that you're creating. If you're just, if you making folk songs and you try to get a feature from Lil Baby, although Lil Baby would probably eat on that. <laughs> that shit might go crazy. And actually, it might, might go crazy. But it's like, you need to be realistic. And also, they're charging way too much money for a feature that you could be using for actual Marketing. things to build yeah. your like your brand. I think whatever you would pay for a feature, you should run ads. Boy, I whatever amount you like if the feature Please whatever amount you would pay for a feature, <laughs> just run ads. Bruh. You feel it's me? Not, like it, man. No, it's not worth it. I mean, I guess we've seen some niggas blow up because they got a really good feed, but the song was was, it was good, great. You feel me? So and it's it, like it they already do. They already had a buildup. You know, like you you got to get to that space first. You need to be at that level to where once somebody hears that song and then they go back to your catalog, now they're a fan. Like right? you have to do all that I, work. I first. think of like early, like I found Lil Baby through Drake. And I found Gibeon through Migos Drake. I found Migos through Drake. I found Gibeon mm -hmm. through Drake. I found Sampha through Drake. But think Drake. about it. When you I went found, back um, to listen to I their music. I found Pusha through Lil Durk. They had. Blockboy JB. But, but they couldn't pay for those. Also, you can't you can't pay for that, yeah. right? Like a nigga gotta really fuck with you. That that doesn't but I mean the money man joint, that was that was paid for with a little baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, yep. <laughs> they didn't win me as a fan. True. I don't go, I don't listen to money like I'm not they didn't right. win me as I just heard the song, and yeah, sure, that song may have done well, but it's like that primary artist, especially these big label artists, they probably taken all the profits from that song, and you thinking it's just a good look, but you. So it depends on what you want. If you want a, a viral song, maybe. If you want a viral life and career, just put your shit back into ads. <laughs> what were you saying? I feel like another thing. This is comes just from being like in a label space. Having a big artist on your song doesn't do shit for you. But if you're on their songs, yeah, yep, right. Percent of what you just said, if you found these other songs, they were a feature on but their no, songs. No, no, Drake was on their shit. But that's the difference. If it's Drake, because shoot, shoot, Drake got on that. Drake got on little baby shit. Drake, yeah. you feel me? It's a. It just depends on who it is who's throwing the you live. You can't afford a Little Drake Dirt got on Pooh Shiesty shit. You feel me? So it, it, it just depends. The features that really count, you can't afford them. Let's just let's just <laughs> put that. Let's put it Dismissed. that way. <laughs> and if you this can is, afford them, you should be investing in yourself. This is from <laughs> Danae. What type of speaker or audio equipment could you recommend that costs no more than a couple hundred dollars and could play music outdoors audibly for a crowd of a couple hundred people? Sheesh. Love it. Okay, um... Off the top of my head, for a couple hundred dollars, I can't recommend anything specific, but there's a site called Sweetwater.com, and you can go on and you select Pro Audio and select speakers, and I mean, for a couple hundred, you could really, any speaker that has a, a good 750 watts above will probably do, and you can get those for like 300 each a piece and shit, put them on some poles. Like, when we started, I was using, um, I've used some Yamahas, I've used some Harbingers, I've used a bunch of like little off-brand speakers. Now, like when we do um, 
rehearsals. And when we first started the Backyard Series, I have the Bose L1 Pro 32s. It's a really expensive system, so I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's so many. Go on Sweetwater.com and just look through and just get you a little starter pack so you can set up. Even if you get invest a little more and get one Bose L1 Pro 32, it's a really great speaker system. You could just set that one up and, and do your thing, and you're going to cover a good amount of people. Audio is important to invest in. So if it's like, yeah, if, if that's all you have to allocate towards it, that's then not that's the fine, one to go cheap on. But that's not the one to go cheap <laughs> on because yeah. people came to hear your music, and right. if the quality of sound that they're hearing isn't enjoyable, they're not going to come back yeah. to another show. Not because you weren't a great artist, but because the, the sound, sound wasn't shit. enjoyable. Yeah. So Audio that's not is not the thing to, to, to really budget on. and skimp mm -mm. on, right? Mm -mm. Not if you're going to be charging someone for an experience right if you're just chilling in your bedroom making shit great but if people are paying to see you that's not the thing you want to skimp on they paid to hear you don't want to go <laughs> short on it right okay last ones yep one each one each yep this is from Corey from mars what would you do as an artist if you woke up and lost the fan base you created they canceled you we're uncancelable i just <laughs> i just rebuild it right <laughs> I just rebuilt, mm. and now I could do it faster. I mean, and we've witnessed. I've taken artists from zero to boom. And you just I, have to be I could great do it over and over again. Right. I make great music, so no, no matter what, I know that I'll always be able to find a fan, a new person who loves my shit, no matter what happens to me. Put me on any, any put me anywhere on <laughs> Green Earth, and I triple my worth, nigga. <laughs> Last this is one from at no no seven zero four underscore. Hardest thing you had to give up when you started blowing up? Coochie. <laughs> Man. Coochie. Weed. Um, this nigga is lying. You still smoke. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Oh, you had to give up. You ain't even gave it up. I ain't even give it up. Right. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the problem. But you didn't that's have how hard to, it but is. But you don't have to give it up. Like, what's something that you feel like you had to... <laughs> Had to give up when you started blowing up. Have you really had to give anything? I up? haven't had to give up anything. Everything is like incentive, right? If I give it up, I get a little bit better, maybe. Mm. But not even really, you know? Like I'll be contemplating all the time. Like, is weed really slowing me down or am I slowing me down? Because I've done some incredible things while high. I built an entire company from the ground <laughs> up while high this entire time. <laughs> and with Gucci. Why do I so, need to give it up? You know what? I'm not giving up anything. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what did you mean? It's been by another that? beautiful episode so of Free Game Friday. <laughs> if you love these episodes. At, submit your questions in the link in bio or below and if you want somebody to personally look at your business i would love to submit a request for a consultation yeah man send those questions in bro we love this shit and i just love to share the game like there is no excuse why you can't make it no more we are giving all the information and you're getting it direct there right. is no excuse no more right this is all the shit they used to hide or you had to spend hours on google and youtube for there is no excuse if you haven't made it you just don't want to make it. We're giving it to you right here. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know what's up. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Tight. Cut that fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> go get some coochie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get some coochie. Cut that camera. <laughs>